Welcome back to the podcast that rocks. Weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. My name's Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocks. I realize I never really introduce myself properly when I do this. And with me is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. There we go. <laughs> Your introduction threw me off. I was like, whoa. I know. When did we add this in? <laughs> I know. It just now, because it really hit me. I hear every other podcast, like, they'll start off introducing themselves, like, very briefly. Uh-huh. I'm like, wow, I don't think I've ever done that. Like, People oh, just kind of yeah, know. <laughs> My name's Luke, not Rocky, or Rock, or not Rocky. Rocked. I actually have a real name, so. I'm going to call you Rocky from now on. No one's going to get it. <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle. Aww. Does that make you Bullwinkle? Oh, I want to be Rocky. <laughs> Too late. I don't, <laughs> don't want to be Bullwinkle. I want to be Rocky. Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. You get to be Bullwinkle. You're taller. You already called it, though. Mm-mm-mm. No, I didn't. Well, Mr. Rocked Man, going to call you Pebbles. <laughs> oh, I get it, Pebbles, because <laughs> rocks. <laughs> Uh, awful. Thank you guys for joining us on YouTube and Twitch. We're dual streaming right now. Thank you all for listening on the podcast forums and helping everyone doing there. Hello, Mr. Rocked Reviews. It's just rocked now. I sawed off the other half of my old name. You can do that, apparently. So. Just saw it off. Yes, just saw it off with a hacksaw. So, thank you guys for tuning in early. Always appreciate that. Um, There have been a lot of updates for bands that have gone on the past week since we've been away and it's all stemming around two things one and we'll get to this in a second one that a lot of bands are finally starting to announce plans for touring saying that they are going to tour in 2021 they're doing what it takes to get to that point so that's good and number two like also revolves around what the status is of music in general mainly rock metal alternative Indie, punk, you name it, anything in these realms. It's not great. The pandemic has done a lot more damage than I think a lot of us are going to expect, and we're not going to see that until we get to um, a certain level of safety with vaccines getting pumped out and making sure herd immunity gets achieved and then maintaining that while venues are opening. There was an article on that came out just today about live music coming back about its grand reopening. Think about all the venues out there right now that are desperate to get it paid back, desperate to be open. And a lot of them have achieved like funding and government funding, like to stay open when all those bills passed, but they're still not making money. There are employees that are not getting anything like part-time employees, security tickets, things like that, that just aren't getting stuff. And we are starting to get tours now, and they're probably drooling for that, but how are they going to stay safe, especially the indoor clubs? And that's a big Mm -hmm. question. This is not a normal break. Yeah, we were all off, but at the same time, when doors open again, it's not going to be the same and back to normal for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because it's still a situation where one idiot can make it miserable for a lot of other people. That's just reality. I don't know how else politely to say that either. Um, on some of the, let's dial back a bit too. Last week, we got the awesome announcement that Rise Against was announcing a new album called The Nowhere Generation coming out later this year. They released the title track. People gave their thoughts on the title track. We played it on New Music Sunday. Most people seem to like it. It's the name though, The Nowhere Generation. We are The Nowhere Generation. And it got me thinking, this is not at all what... Tim McElrath meant in this, and we'll give the proper update on the Rise Against album and stuff like that later. Rock right now is in the is the nowhere generation. Rock has gone nowhere for years now. Saying rock has been in status quo, not the popular genre. The same big name bands getting the attention, which I've always harped on. I'm not going to dive down that rabbit hole again about mainstream and radio. It's always, it's so much just churning out the same attention, the same names, the same thing. Newer bands are not getting pushed hard enough. Mm-hmm. Over the past decade, you'll get bands that really do push hard and get into mainstream and do something like Ghost. You will get that, and there are main huge names now. But at the same time, if anyone is in either chat room, I have both chats open, let me know in the past 10 years what big name band became big in the last decade. Not before, 
not in the 2000s, in the 2010s. You can't say a name like a day to remember. They were going in the main 2000s. Gretchen, do you have any you could suggest? Not off the top of my head. I mean, Me I neither. Have to, like, really. Yeah think it's just gone nowhere and that's what's kind of killer right now and you know me you know how much of a defender i am of the genre of metal Mm -hmm. you know of so much of alternative even Mm -hmm. they're like alternative like suffers a different thing because alternative has so many more flash in the pans one hit wonders Mm -hmm. in alternative right like they'll get their music out on commercials and stuff like that then they just fade away forever so i'm seeing some suggestions come in greta van fleet that's not a bad one yet, but they're not like big household names yet. But man, they're getting close. And now with their new album coming out next month, maybe they'll get there. That's not a bad suggestion, though. That is something. Code Orange, uh, you know I love Code Orange, but they are too extreme. Even I would say that. They're mm-hmm. not household name level yet. And you mm-hmm. know I love Code Orange, too. Someone just said Spirit Box, they're still way too small. And I'm not saying yeah. they don't have potential, but man, that, is, that might as well be. Do they, is the album even out yet? I don't even, yeah, I, again, it's, again, on Spirit Box, we played several songs, and they're great, but yeah, that's way down the ladder, that's not even close, so yeah, there's a few bands out there that, like, have some, definitely have some noise and stuff like that, or are making some, like, making some waves, they definitely don't have a lot of attention outside of rock, think of it this way, Bad Wolves, okay, Bad Wolves got a lot of attention for the wrong reasons, though. They definitely had good attention when they did the cover of the Cranberries, but that faded after a year or so. Yeah, I do think that kind of helped skyrocket Mm -hmm. their career. Um, Yeah. But then everything just kind of went. Yeah, hard. That's (laughs) (laughs) that's the technical term, too. Um, Okay, Ghost, I said before, Bring Me the Horizon doesn't count. They started in the early they started in the 2000s with their mm-hmm. albums. So, I mean, not, not a bad suggestion, but yeah, they started before the 2010s. Yeah. Like their albums were coming out before the 2010s. And I feel like there's so much where I can play new music on New Music Sundays, and which I'm still going to do, mm-hmm. but the music is not making enough attention. Someone said Falling in Reverse. One, they started in the 2000s. Number two, Gross. I was about to say, they've, been around. they've been around for a while. Also, Gross. Not a fan. Worse. Yes, there are. That is very fair. There are worse. <laughs> you will not hear me argue worse. that. There are definitely worse. So, um, you get like you might get something like that really does stir, cause a big stir in a short time, like Poppy. Yeah. But even I would, and once you've seen Poppy, you remember Poppy. But even I would say that's not household name yet. The fact that she got to perform at the Grammys is huge, even if they didn't air it on TV. Well, and you also got to think about where Poppy came was from prior well said she um, was youtube january 2020 no. yeah uh, she was youtube she was quirky no one quite understood like right. the premise and she used to do like full-on pop yeah. music that still had some dark undertones but um yeah i agree pop so it's not even the same genre at that I, point i agree so there's different suggestions like this um that work Rock is the nowhere generation, though. It's gone nowhere. And someone said on Twitch, it's hard to to listen to any newer stuff to really break through because we basically live in a monoculture. We're Mm -hmm. so focused on what's going on right now with pop, hip-hop, and that's about it. Country's fallen by the wayside even a little bit the last year or two. That's because nothing can top 90s country. (laughs) Fair. Okay. Nine, 90s country is the best. Okay. So you would know that better than I would. <laughs> but man, oh man. So someone's given a bunch of alternative and hard rock and other names like that. Um, again, I don't like American Baseball and Fiddler and Mom Jeans. Yeah. You go, you, if I walk down the street to my neighbors to, that have teenage kids and mm-hmm. just to adults, I give those lists, those names off. They're gonna be like, what, who are you? Get off my lawn. Wait, were those band names that you just listed? Yes, on? and I know they are band names too, but that proves my point. There's a band named Mom Jeans? Yes. I'm wearing a pair of Mom Jeans right now. Wow. Hey, guys, did y'all know you're a band? I, uh, why I spoke are, to my pants. Maybe you should. <laughs> Gretchen's a little tired. <laughs> I'm so tired, y'all. So let's just give her, she gets a mulligan this episode. <laughs> she did not make her pants talk, so let's just at least say that. <laughs> they didn't 
talk back. Good. 21 pilots. Okay, that's what someone said. Okay, I'll give 21 pilots. Mm. Yes, that is a fact. Good call. Tom Randall on yeah. Twitch. Very well said. So mm-hmm. 21 pilots, that's one. Youngblood has not done enough yet. Not by a long no. shot. But again, he's the collaborations he's doing, he's yeah. get he's on the right track. He has like I was about to say he's doing a ton. He's working. So you know what? I'll get so you know what? That's a wait and see. But yes, I at least I can at least understand that one. But yeah, twenty one pilots, that adds to ghost. Uh big name. Someone mm-hmm. said Imagine Dragons. You'd have to find out when they started, if they made their breakout through the early two thousands or early or late 2000s or early 2010s, because that's the definer. But yes, that's another one also. If it, if they did, then yes, Imagine Dragons. So Ghost yeah. and 21 Pilots are the two big names. And I'll say the 1975. Mm-hmm. I would add them on there also. Those are t- more on the alternative side. But yeah, man, oh man. There's so much generic metalcore out there that's flooded radio that FM radio doesn't want to touch it. Sirius XM is over... Like just over encompassed with it that they can't mm-hmm. play anything but post grunge bands that have been around for so long that FM radio just relies on them so they can like play ad like get their ad sponsors for that. Up oh, new Breaking Benjamin, new Godsmack, new Papa Roach. You know, it's just how it's always going to be. New Three Days Grace. So, I mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly's not there yet, but again, he's getting like he's done more than Youngblood, yeah. and he's definitely getting a big name. But still, he's not there yet. I would say he's got to perform live as a rock artist because he's now trying to double. Now that he's in a new genre and hasn't been able to really play in front of a live audience yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the last one that someone suggested, Pup. I love Pup, but yeah, they're not even close to being a big breakout name that's getting massive attention. Say, I'm talking I massive. Didn't even know who they... Yeah, until you, I, I talked to you they, about them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and until you got me their vinyl for Christmas. Yeah. Yes. So, like, Ghost, 21 Pilots. I'm talking names that have big, huge, well-known features. You know? Everyone knows Ghost now. Everyone knows 21 yep. Pilots now. That's undeniable. Machine Gun Kelly, people might have heard in passing. Imagine Dragon. So- go. go ahead. No, I was just saying, I'm like literally scrolling through my iTunes right now on my uh-huh. phone just to see if any names. Right. And I think my thing is I don't know when some started. Like I, who was it that I, I had said to you, I didn't realize they had been around as long. It was like asking Alexandria or something like that. And I just didn't realize they had been around. They've been around long. since the early or the late 2000s. Yeah. So yeah, okay, like, and someone did confirm by the way, Imagine Dragons like really broke out in 2012. So okay, that's fair. So Imagine yeah. Dragons, Ghost, 21 Pilots, the 1975 Imagine Dragons. So I'm, yeah, I'm coming up with nothing. That's fair. But think about how many bands we played and listened to, how many channels of music that myself and many other YouTubers have covered over the past few years. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just because they refuse, like mainstream refuses to take attention away from Godsmack and Three Days Grace and Seether and bands like that that have been around for 20 years. Festivals Mm -hmm. are always going to give the bigger name slots to the high, to the bands that have been tested and tried and true. And that makes sense when you have a Slipknot and a Rob Zombie and a Nine Inch Nails and a Deftones, of course. But yeah. the smaller names, like the fact that Code Orange has a good shot at getting like higher billing, Hailstorm has a good shot at getting higher billing. Makes sense. Hailstorm might be on the bubble for that. Yeah. Might be. So. Someone just said Black Veil Brides on YouTube. No, that's, you're clearly more tired than Gretchen right now. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I think my thing is, I just don't know when bands started. Because, like, sure. I could sit here and say, like, Ice Nine Kills is a bigger name. But they're big in my mind. Yeah, like, I... May I, not be well known to others. I don't know if they have ever had any serious FM radio play outside of one song, and that was, was off of the most say. recent album. Yeah. So. That was the Crow song. I'm blanking on the name. The one song dedicated to the Crow soundtrack. Because the whole the that one got that one got FM play. Yes, it did. Oh. From the okay. Silver Scream, yeah. So, and I love that so many people are like, in YouTube chat right now, there's a lot of names being suggested, and I think that's awesome. I'm not seeing anything, guys, that, like, really stands out to the level of Ghost, 21 Pilots, the 1975 Mm -hmm. Imagine Dragons. So, Hailstorm, 
If their first album was the late 2000s, then yeah, that doesn't count then. You're right. So not yeah. Hailstorm. That does make sense. Black Keys were in the early, like mid, late 2000s as well. So that doesn't count either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's different overseas. I just did a video about that. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it still points to the diff- main problem. And that's what I think is an issue. Mm-hmm. We're the nowhere generation because rock has gone nowhere. And now that we have bands that are ready to open up and ready to start touring as soon as April and May, whether that's drive-in festivals or drive-in concerts or like socially distanced concerts. We'll give two examples. That's not the same as, say, August when indoor venues are supposedly going to be able to open up in full capacity. Supposedly. There, that is not a de- definite statement. No. Outdoor amphitheaters, I can see. Festivals, I can see. Fest- since festivals have been moved to September, October, November, I think that's very possible, especially since they're in open parks and um, speedways and things like that. Amphitheaters, the big amphitheaters, I think that's possible starting in August. The closed venues, that's a little bit more tricky. I still feel like they're going to have to be at a limited... Capacity. I agree. I don't. I don't think even outside venues are going to be able to be at full capacity. And I'd be fine with that if they capped it at half. You know why? Yeah. You know why? Because if they cap it at half, increase ticket price just temporarily, people will pay. That's the business side of me oh, going out yeah. right now. <laughs> even because even it's only going to be for two or three months. But Gretchen's a diehard Shinedown fan. Hey Gretchen, if Shinedown was coming to the Norva, but only half attendance, so there's only half the people, you have to pay more, but then you get a closer music experience. Are you going to do it for your first concert back? Oh, duh. Oh, yeah. fight someone if the tickets sell out. No, stop, re- stop threatening to <laughs> fight people. I'm in a fighting mood tonight. <laughs> no, stop threatening to fight people. No. but It's airy season and I'm angry. No, I'm just kidding. But that's what makes sense, though, because smaller venues have already closed down because of the pandemic. Like one in, one in St. Louis closed. The one I shot at my last concert in St. Louis before everything shut down, that one closed that's and sold so out. so sad. It is. And they had decent name bands there come there, too. They did. Um, you just said them. Ice Nine Kills. I shot them there. Yeah. So and that's just how it is. Other places have stayed alive up until they got the assistance from the government. Right. But it goes back to now the statement. How, are, how is everything going to happen when we open back up? Is it going to be more of the same? And I got a feeling it will be because we've had so many big name bands that also took this time to write and make new music, which is great. Mm-hmm. but they're going to push the younger bands even down the ladder even more now, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. So I'm hoping yeah. that these big bands, big name bands that are desperate to get back on the road and make money, Chevelle being one of them, I'm going to pull up a Chevelle quote really quick. Um, I hope Chevelle does a big concert tour, whether they're supporting a huge name or they're doing their own headlight tour, they bring in smaller names, whatever it is, this is where you start supporting the smaller bands if you want to give them a shot. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that's just how it is. And we'll go, we'll bounce around now because I know that was more of a serious discussion. And I wanted to point that out. I'll start going through the actual news now. So one thing, one big thing that kind of relates to that, Pete from Chevelle said he's in prepared to get the COVID-19 vaccine, getting ready for his first shot. And he said he'll do anything to start the process of getting back to normal. Chevelle is a band that lives on the road. Last week, he made the big interview saying he sold over 6 million albums around the world through different album combinations, uh, combinations of the past albums like La Gargola and the North Corridor and stuff like that and stuff before. He didn't make a dime from it. That's so bad. Like all of their money came from touring and cycles and merch. And this is Chevelle. This is not a small band. This is a multi-platinum, Grammy-nominated mm-hmm. band that's been around for 20 years. Over 20 years. Yeah. You never hear bad stuff about Chevelle either. Outside, some photographers saying they're hard to shoot. I don't have a problem shooting them. But at the same time, some do, and I get it. I only I, had a hard time because they just stood behind their microphones. And I don't mind that because I just kind of like lean over and the stage and like get a, like a profile. That was my first concert shooting, so I felt bad trying to... Fair. I would have felt around. bad. I would have felt bad too if it was my first. To be fair, so yeah, your first was Breaking Benjamin and Chevelle, correct? Yes. Good one. Good. Good one. Yeah, but good one to start with. That's a good one to start with. Throw so. me in the deep end. Forget the kiddie pool. Yeah, you know, good one to start with though. Good amphitheater. Good spot. 
Quote from Pete, we're all kind of waiting and watching, waiting for them to open up the vaccines to younger people. If someone called me and said, come out and get it, I would get in my car and go. Anything to start the process of getting back to normal. I'm up for it. I'm a big believer in the progress we've made over the last 100 years, 200 years, or whatever that is, of vaccines eradicating diseases. So I'm on board. I want to get back to work. I want to have fun. I want to get back to what we do. And I want everyone else to as well. Fair statements. And this is someone who knows what he's talking about, like wanting to get back to work. He's trusting science. Second part, part of the quote. The music business has been decimated through this. That's my world, but I know the world has. Every industry has been affected in a bad way. We've got to pull ourselves out of this in some way. I'm hopeful we have shows booked for the second half of the year starting as early as July. They're outdoor festivals. We'll see if they happen. I've been watching Europe, and unfortunately, they're canceling some festivals, like Hellfest got canceled. And I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know how many are going to go off at all. It makes me a little worried, but I'm just waiting and watching. I'll keep working. That's very fair. I mean, we look, can't compare Europe to America. At the same time, they have different variants of the mm -hmm. strands and stuff like that. Uh, Hellfest was canceled until 2022, understandably. And we look at all this stuff now. I think festivals will happen in 2021 in America. October, November, Aftershock, Welcome to Rockville. There's Riot Fest, which is in Chicago in September. There's other festivals like Incarceration. And I'm talking about the rock and metal festivals, alternative mm -hmm. festivals, things like that. The stuff that we cover. Coachella's already been canceled. Um, there's just so much that I think can happen at these outdoor festivals and parks. At limited, even if it's just not half, two-thirds limited they can make something work. Mm -hmm. And it begs the question, is it going to be a situation where you have to prove that you got vaccinated before you go in? I wouldn't mind doing it myself, but I know other people can't get the vaccine. They're allergic. Yeah. Then what do you say? Oh, well, really sucks to be you now. We're going to go watch this killer festival with Metallica and My Chemical Romance. You just listen in the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, and that's not the festival's fault. That's not anyone's fault. It's just how else do you do it? So I'm hoping that everything will be smoothed out, that people, the vaccines, the vaccines are getting pumped out now. Let's be honest. They are. And we're still, we still have over a week left in March. I'm hoping in April, everything goes crazy. And people, anyone that wants to get a vaccine can. They were saying May. I know president said by the end of May, anyone that get a vaccine can. I'm hoping it's before that. So, also, Allie on Twitch just said, let's give everyone those inflatable hamster balls so people can still have an amazing pit ramming into each other session at festivals. I just want one of those so people will stay away from me. Am I allowed in the hamster ball? Sure, you can come in the hamster ball with me. Yay. This, <laughs> this took a weird turn. <laughs> uh, well... Someone saying like there's and I get that different states have different opening dates depending on the alignment, political alignment. I live in mm -hmm. St. Louis. If Missouri, if our Missouri governor had his way, we would have been open six months ago. He's that type of guy. Ugh. Yeah, he's he's got problems. Um, he's the guy that says everyone that was on unemployment needs to pay it back as soon as possible. So it's like, oh, but that's a total not music related stuff with Chevelle with Pete. I totally get it. And now that we're talking about that, that's enough pandemic talk. And this is, it's weird. It's like almost optimistic pandemic talk this time. We'll go back to Rise yeah. Against, the multi-gold and platinum punk rock band renouncing their new album, Nowhere Generation, which will be available on June 4th. The latest single is out now. You can pre-order the album. Tons of pre-order merch bundles are available right now. I would not be surprised if they start doing a, planning out a tour as well. Because it's mm -hmm. been a while since their latest album. And Rise Against has a lot of diehard fans. A lot. So, speaking of another band that's been around for a long long time, they could do their headlining tour. I saw them at an amphitheater when Deftone's supporting them. So, I definitely could see that happening. I'd like them trying to tour in 2021. Whether that's in a festival situation or an actual tour, we'll, be, we'll see when it gets there. But they're a big enough band to, like, to warrant like, amphitheaters and playing with other bands. So... We'll see if that happens, but again, open, it's, the album comes out in June. Excited to hear that. The, new, the title track, Nowhere Generation, is available now. 
And the comparison I made about the newer generation of what rock is in general, that has nothing to do with the song. That was just my play on the words. It's pretty much <laughs> describing, let me see if I can get the quote. Today, there's from Tim McElrath. Today, there is a promise of the American dream. And then there is the reality of the American dream. America's historical norm that the next generation will be better off than the last one that came before it has been demerised by an era of mass social, economic, and political instability and a sellout of the middle class. The brass ring that was promised by hard work and dedication no longer exists for everyone. When the privileged climb the ladder of success and they burn it from the top, and then burn it from the top, disruption becomes the only answer. Where it's the nowhere generation. So yeah, I mean he's also he's a political activist. That's always been a big part of his music. So we'll find that out more of what the album pertails. There's going to be other songs released, I'm sure, coming up until June. So be ready to check that out. Might be able to do an album review on it if that's what the patrons vote on. Some positive news for album sales for two big acts. Rob Zombie did a great job selling his latest album, The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Yes, that is the name of the album. Um, Beautiful work of art. I know. They went to num- uh, Rob Zombie went to number one with most physical album copies sold for the week it released, and it broke the top 10 on Billboard's Top 200. So great job for Rob Zombie, just like Chevelle did too, like Pretty Reckless did. Then other, so I think that was kind of cool and worth pointing out. Also, some big past historical news that was just calculated out. Avenged Sevenfold went gold twice. That was just confirmed by the RIAA. Waking the Fallen has been certified platinum by the RIAA, and Unholy Confessions is now a gold single. So good for Avenged Sevenfold. That's some more good news for them while they've been hunkered down. Avenged Sevenfold knows how to keep their mouth shut and work. Yeah. And keep quiet. So I really do expect Avenged Sevenfold new music sooner than later. And I think that'll be really worth it. So yeah. And I've gotten that extra year for M For Shadows, M. Shadows so. vocals. Yep. Yeah. I agree. An extra year where you can't even tour either. You're comfortably resting. Not yeah. on the road vocal resting and just signing to people and writing stuff down. So you know what? I think that's awesome. I, again, mm-hmm. hope that we hear something new for that. But we're getting more and more certifications for like bands that have been around for a long time, and that's huge just to have that like that trophy for that. So good for Avenged mm-hmm. Sevenfold. A new, another, I should say, another live concert stream is being presented by Pussifer. And this will be a, a special treat because this is going to incorporate pro wrestling like they've done before. Pussifer presents Billy D and the Hall of Feathered Serpents which is going to incorporate like an actual wrestling ring and artistic wrestling luchador style while the band performs. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. Uh, There's tons of information about it. It's going to be on April 11th. I, if you're on the, if you've liked the Facebook page, I was asked to co-host it by Pussifer. I don't know what all that entails yet, but I said, absolutely. (laughs) Like, without even looking mm-hmm. into it. So I might just be, like, co-hosting, like, the reservation for it, too. So if you go to the Facebook page for Rocked, there'll be information if you scroll down. If you go to the website, getrocked.net, you'll see the stuff for Pussifer and the live stream. So that's really cool that they're able to do that. Again, live stream concerts should not go away once touring starts again. This is where no. – this is the best idea for bands to try out new material and hype up a new album the week it comes out. When you can't be on the road, I think this is such, and they could make it more comfortable. They can make it artistic and do it from home and comfortably and get with people. And like, that's an awesome way to get bundles and merch and stuff like that sold with the live tickets and things like that. Even if you've never seen a live concert before or like a live stream concert before from home, this is an idea that has proven to have a lot of benefits for many people now, many bands. So... And people are saying in YouTube, when was the last album for Avenged Sevenfold? 2016 with the stage. And that was a surprise album, by the way, too. People didn't know that was coming. So they've had to take at least two years off because of on and off vocal issues with them shadows that started in like 2018. So, yeah, that's just how it is sometimes. Moving on. One big tour that was announced and I'm very excited for for, is going to be a social distance tour like actual table seating. Corey Taylor featuring Cherry Bombs is doing a solo tour. And it's going to be starting in Texas, uh, Arizona, going from the end of May until the end of June. So just one month, but they're hitting a lot of stay, a lot of stops. They're performing almost every other day. Um, running at least almost 20 shows that come to St. Louis, which I'm excited about. So you can check all that information out online. I have that reposted on my Twitter at Rocksnet. 
So yeah, Corey Taylor performing Stone Sour, Slipknot acoustic stuff. You'll also be performing all the new stuff from his latest album, CMFT. And then if you've never seen Cherry Bombs, think a Daredevil show with a bunch of women who clearly want to rile a crowd up. <laughs> is, that a, is that an accurate way to describe Cherry Bombs? That's a pretty good way. Yeah. So it's, it's wild. I mean, I'm talking chainsaws, fire breathing, sky dancing, like where they get put in like pulley uh, and cables and stuff and just like spin around as fast as they can, like 20 feet in the air. Crazy stuff. So that'll be a show we're checking out if it's coming to you. Again, socially distant, distant show. You sit at a table. You can get like beverages and stuff at the bar or wherever it is. And then you sit at your table with your mask on when you're not eating or drinking. So I think that's kind of a cool setting for that. Even if it's just for one month, that's how you do it. On the flip side of that, Corey and Alicia both talked, Alicia being Corey's wife and head of Cherry Bombs, talked about they wanted to do this tour because so many people depend on them to make a living. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we all forget about right now, too. Like, when these artists can't tour, it's not just the bands. It's roadies. It's technicians. It's managers. It's photographers. Not even, like, the venue staff, but the people that go on the road with the artists. And for someone like Corey Taylor and Alicia, yeah, that makes sense why they'd want to try to do this safely and do it for one month. Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, Smash Mouth just saying F COVID and causing a plague in South Dakota. They're trying to take precautions with this, and I think they'll be able to, especially now. And especially since it'll be at the end of May when many, many more people will be vaccinated. Yeah. I think that's very smart. So... Very cool to see that. Moving on. This is a funny little thing that I wanted to show, and I wanted Gretchen's reaction. Okay, Gretchen. Uh, Gretchen's <laughs> sleepy. She's trying, to, she's trying to interact. Everyone, just be patient. I'm going, wow. to, I'm going to try to share my screen. Gretchen, if you're watching uh, on Twitch or YouTube, it's going to click on it in just a second. Let me see if I can get this right one. Show my screen. Central. There we go. This might appear to appeal to Gretchen. Um, there are now facial skincare masks in the art of corpse paint. What the f- <laughs> it's not a joke. This is a new sign. It's being crowdfunded, and apparently it's supposed to be like an actual therapeutic corpse paint soap, is what it's calling, to nurture your skin so you can look like your favorite black metal artist. And I have it, shared on, and I have it shared on YouTube right now and shared on Twitch. So if you're listening on the podcast form, Gretchen, it's everyone that's like listening, uh, go ahead and describe what you see right now. I mean, it just looks like a very, you know, standard sheet mask. Okay. Um, that just has, it's, when you wear it, it's supposed to, to give you, like, you've put face paint on. Correct. And like, this is not just minimal, oh, it's the cheap trick-or-treat face paint where you can see yeah. through it and it's running. No, this cool. looks legit. Cool. It looks legit as I scroll down and see some of the other designs they have because there's different designs for different corpse paints. Uh, someone on Twitch that could also be a panda mask. <laughs> I mean, yes, they make animal face. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say masks. I thought I, I thought I've, they do other designs. Yeah. yeah, I've had a few before. Oh, oh man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd be willing to try it if it had good reviews. Right. So you're you're more the line of wait and see until after the first batch is out. Yes, because I've 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 had uh, bad skin reactions to sheet masks before, so um, don't be the proverbial I'd... guinea pig. No. Yes. No. 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 Exactly. Uh... That's very very fair. <laughs> so something fun. Cool. Yeah, something fun. I just wanted to point out. I thought that was pretty cool. Is it like an indie brand? Um, it looks like it was. Uh, thanks to Camo's Cosmetics launching a crowdfunding campaign. So never heard of them. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's pretty independent. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're interested, Loudwire has a bunch of information on that on their main page. So just something I thought was worth pointing out. Moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about the Billboard Mainstream Top 3 and then talk about, I don't know if we talked about this subject or not. I know Gretchen and I did off the air. I just don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but Gretchen will know where I'm going with this once we start talking about it. So first, first things first, the Billboard Mainstream Rock Top 3 of the week. Coming in at number three... And so it went, The Pretty Reckless featuring Tom Morello. Jumped, jumping up the, chat, the chart, so could get to number one. Could be another number one single for her. 
Coming in at number two, Waiting on a War by Foo Fighters. Okay. That bumped up a spot. And coming in at number one for two weeks in a row is Self-Destructor by Chevelle. Hmm. Which I think is pretty interesting. Now, going back to the number three spot, and so it went, The Pretty Reckless featuring Tom Morello. Oh, I know where this is going. Okay, and I apologize if we talked about this before, but but it's worth... Uh, talking about Taylor Monson made an interview and made an argument about how too many people are relying on collaborations. It's just a gimmick and it shouldn't happen as much to which I say, how are you saying that? And I'm a fan of yours. Yeah. She's had several collaborations on her latest album, death by rock and roll, working with members of Soundgarden, working with Tom Morello and then Gretchen brought up she was a collaboration working with In This Moment last year off their latest album, Mother, mm-hmm. on the We Will Rock You cover. She's done collaborations with other people. She's had people collaborate with her. Is she collaboration burned out? And if so, why is she complaining? Because she's clearly seeing the fruits of the labor. Yeah. I, I, that still boggles my mind. Yeah, I was just confused by it because, like, I guess if the collab didn't make sense, but you collabed just for the sake of collabing, like that's the only yeah. thing that would make sense to me. But if, but if you're just saying collabs in general, whether they make sense or not, it's just kind of like, is is excuse me, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, the Soundgarden um, collaboration, she called them up directly, saying she didn't want to like just sound like she was ripping these guys off. She wanted mm-hmm. them to perform on that song with her. That makes sense. That and right. if you know Taylor Momsen, Soundgarden's like her number one. Yeah. So that makes sense. But are you really gonna say, uh, gotta 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 do a collaboration with Tom Morello now? Uh no, you wouldn't say that at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, gotta collaborate with Lizzie Hale now. Uh no. Yeah. You wouldn't it say that. It just doesn't make sense. Man, oh man, because uh, I want to say we saw that either last week or the week before, but it's, it was it's wor- been a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's been two weeks, but I don't think we talked about it. And I wanted to bring that up going like, what in the world? So, yeah, that being said, also, also um, the ending by Papa Roach has fallen down by the wayside as well. So that's no longer in the top three people were asking. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. That album came out in 2018. 2019, 29, very early 2019, excuse me. Yeah. It's time for it to go. I know Papa Roach, for all you Papa Roach fans, they're doing, they're getting ready for their celebration, or they already had it released, The Greatest Hits Part 2, and you know they are going to be one of the first bands trying to get out there live to tour once everything's open. Not a doubt in my mind. Even, and again, they are great to their fans. I, people might make joke about Papa Roach. This is me being sincere. Papa Roach is excellent to their fans. 100%. Mm-hmm. You'll never hear me argue that. So I'm just saying they're going to be one of the first bands. I don't know if that tour with Five Figure Death Punch is going to happen because it's been so long now. Yeah. So they might be doing their own thing. They might be partnering up with someone else, but. I don't know. That's a tour that makes sense though. So I think it'll eventually happen. Might. I mean, they're friends, like the groups of guys there. Then again, Five Figure Death Punch keeps losing band members. So are they still friends? Do they know the new band members? I don't know. I mean, it's it's not a... Yeah, (laughs) these these are my new guys. These are my new friends. These are my new guys. I mean, how much longer before we hear about Chris Kale, you know? Ooh. Right? So yeah, when that when that happens, I think things might really fall apart. Cause when it's just, during that one tour, when Ivan was out, he's the one that held it all together. Yeah, and I'm just thinking if it's just Zoltan and Ivan running the show, oh, knowing yikes. their personality and oh, brain power <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, Gretchen, I know uh, you've been made fun of for being a fan of the band in the past. People made fun of me. Wow. I. Well, people made like people make fun of Five Finger Death Punch. That's a better way that to say true. it. That is true. Yeah. That is true. And I tell people, I used to be a fan. I've told Gretchen that. It's just been a while. American Capitalist was the last album I thought was good. So yeah. that's been a while. It was like, what, 2012? I know. They're just yeah. like the one band where I'm like, 
I'm still a fan. I'm still I a get fan. it. I'm still a fan, but y'all are making it hard. <laughs> well, it's been a week. They haven't done anything too crazy, so count your blessings. It's only Tuesday. It's only... No, I meant like since last week. It's been seven days. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we know we haven't heard anything like that. Um, speaking of band members and bands saying stupid stuff, John Cooper really is the nicest guy. Oh. But he keeps really saying awful stuff. I feel like he's one of the people that got that bought in to all the propaganda and was brainwashed hard. And he's always been a religious person. He's always been very spiritual and very inspirational type person. Um, when he saw the Grammys this past, la- over a week ago, he made a statement saying that watching WAG, not WAP, was like watching the Holocaust. It was like it reminded him of Hitler for how evil it was and how evil was prevalent. And then he clarified, he backpedaled, saying, of course, it wasn't compared to Hitler. It was taken out of context. He was just making a comment about how evil is really taking over in the world and media and things like that. And which I say probably should have worded that a little bit better before you reacted like that. But yeah, man, oh, man. And Skillet has their drive-in show. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Playing some very small towns so they can set up a middle stage in a nowhere. field. Yeah. Little legit middle of nowhere in Indiana, Virginia, Missouri. Uh, guys, like these are towns with less than 5,000 people. Yeah. By a long shot. I mean, talking way less. It's a place, spaces where they can set up a stage on a field. So, yeah. And someone just said on Twitch, there's really no other context to take out of that. I agree. I totally yeah. agree. Like, how, else, how am I supposed to react to that, you know? Oh, that performance I saw online on TV with those two women reminded me of the Holocaust. What? what? No. Like, uh, I know Skillet is working on new material. They will have a new album coming out sooner than later, most likely. Their latest just came out in 2019. Uh, yeah, boy, oh boy. That was just, that was a little much. And finally, someone brought it up. I had this little tidbit because I did some research on it, and I, I hate talking about this, but it is important because I want you guys prepared. Because uh, we were talking about Five Figure Death Punch. A couple weeks back, maybe a month or so back now, more than a month, all the Psychosexuals music was taken down. Jeremy Spencer, the former drummer of Psych- uh, Five Figure Death Punch, who made his own band, which was one of the worst things ever. That's fair. Yeah. All the music has been taken down on all platforms. You'd have to like own a physical copy in order to listen to it now. And I'm sure you could find it? I'm sure you could find other copies online, but still. Mm. Turns out it was taken down by himself. And the reason why is because he's writing a new album and he wants that to be their debut. He wants this oh. following album to be the album number 1 that's the real introduction to Devil Daddy. And psychosexual. So then what is this one that's albums out? Album zero, apparently. Exactly. I mean, you're, 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 you're proving the point perfectly myself. You can't do that. That no, doesn't work debuted. that way. You had yeah. music videos and your little live stream performance and your creepy makeup and calling yourself devil daddy and burning babies on fire. And uh, like, you can't like, just say you've you, debuted, hon. Yeah, you can't you've sweep debuted. that under the rug and say, no, no, this is the debut, guys. Are you excited for it? Heck no, we're not. We know what to expect now. <laughs> However, that is coming. No, I will not cover it. No, I will not review it. Not a chance. I mean, I'm not even Why not? not even the slightest chance, guys. Not even a little. It's all up to the patrons to vote for. It. Uh, that is That'd be awful. no. I would not. I <laughs> patrons. I love you. I would not even let you have that option to vote on it. Not a chance. <clears throat> and again, Mr. Futago, Mr. Futago on Twitch. There is no second chance for a first impression. No, there really isn't. Like, That's not even. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, he's trying really hard to make that happen. That is. I don't know if. If I've ever seen it this way before, I've heard of like bands taking previous and old albums offline if they weren't proud of them, but I've never heard of them saying, oh no, those albums weren't our early albums. That wasn't our first. That didn't happen that way. I don't know if I've ever heard that happen before. Yeah. Ugh. 
Man, oh man, is Jeremy going to be Devil Daddy again? Probably, from what I understand, yeah. yes. That's, again, another reason why I'm not going to cover it. So, again, though, the reason I wanted to bring that up is to prepare you and to give you the explanation now that I will not be reviewing it. I will not be covering it. I am not going to listen to a second of their music. <laughs> Forget it. I, I paid my dues. You know what? Who, you know who didn't do that, though? The other guys in the Rock Coliseum, John, Mark, Crash. They would love if you hit them up and ask them about Psychosexual. See oh if they'll God. listen to it. Oh also, God. Rock Coliseum, last day of this month, March 31st, 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. <laughs> wow, what a segue. Man, boy, do I know how to make a sales pitch to get my friends put over. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, Rock Coliseum, song versus song, will be March 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern. Two hours of all your suggestions of song versus song. We're very excited to do that. We've done band versus band twice. We have not done song versus song. We are very excited for this one. We want to see how this works out. So someone just suggested psychosexual, the Snyder cut. How dare you? Oh, no, I do not want to hear the the, the, uh, the director's cut unedited footage of a psychosexual album. Heck no. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Try to talk about rock Coliseum. Good things. Uh, that's at eight days. We're very excited about that. Please see. We want to see how many people we can get for this one. So please stop by if you can. Even if for a little bit. It's two hours on the YouTube channel for Rocks. We love doing this. We're very excited to see all you guys there. We're very interested to see what suggestions you guys have. We'll go through as many Super Chats as we can. But the first hour is always open for everyone. Just stop by. You fight for your suggestion. I stop on whatever the, the popped out chat lands on. So there's, a, there's always a chance your suggestion for free will be read off and you'll hear a debate of which one we think is better. Get creative with it too. It doesn't have to be, oh, uh, Oasis versus Blur, you know, song two versus what's the story morning or just any song, Wonderwall. You can make us choose between two, two different songs from the same album. You can make us choose between two different songs, totally different genre, you know, make us think about it, you know. Green Day's Basket Case versus Metallica's Master of Puppets. Two songs that have nothing to do with each other. Which one do you like more? Make us think. Make us work for it, you know? So, I think that's pretty much where we're at right now. I also wanted to end, now that we're running out of time, with my little sneak peek at what I thought of the new Evanescence album, The Bitter Truth. I will have the album review up on Thursday publicly. It's already available for patrons now. Um, I won't give the score, but if you are an Evanescence fan, you are just like me, and you might be disappointed with the results. This is an album that suffered from production and mixing, in the sense that Amy Lee has low volume. There are mm. songs where you have to turn up the volume to make out what she's saying. The drums are too loud. The guitars are too loud. You cannot make out anything. Some of the songs just don't work, and some of the songs are beautiful. There's no songs on here that are absolute trash. It's not a bad album. It's a case of an album that should have been much more. So you might get more mileage than I do. You might get less miles than I do. But I am confident that I am not the only one that's going to feel that way. And that's a bummer. As an Evanescence fan... Um, this should have been better. They had budget. They had resources. They should have... Someone in post-production who made this album should have gone, hey guys, uh, maybe we should take another crack at the Masters. Maybe we should play over this in like different speakers and headphones and different, like, different sounding areas to make sure this all sounds good. Nobody did that, apparently. And that blows me away. So, the review of The Bitter Truth will be out on Thursday. It's already up on Patreon, Patreon, like I just said. John's in the chat room right now from ARTV. Hello, John. And yeah, he brings up a great point. They had time more than anything. It's been a year. They had so much time to make it better. I agree. Because they had the big delay also. And also, if you're really a diehard, you can get the bonus edition, which has two extra tracks, including their cover of Fleetwood Max The Chain, if that's what you want. Uh, well, you have to get that from Target or go to Japan. So, but that is not on the regular version. Thank so, goodness. Yeah. Again, there's not a bad track on there. There's, this album is not trash. It's just, 
Uh, yeah, and someone just said, <laughs> drowning out Amy Lee, that feels like sacrilege. And honestly, mm. when you listen to Evanescence, you want to hear the singing. Amy Lee is the band. Let's get that all clear right now, guys. That's just how it is. Uh, someone just said on Twitch, so Amy Lee sounded like she was going under. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, and also some people are giving good suggestions of different songs versus song suggestions for Rock Coliseum that I already already like. Nevermind versus Dirt, Rusty Cage versus Outshine. See, those are great suggestions. Chevelle's The Red versus Send the Pain Below. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of a bummer for Evanescence. So that'll be on Thursday. Then I'm working on my special video where I'm talking about combining two loves, rock music and pro wrestling. The first video of this two-part series will be five rock stars who would make great heel wrestlers. I've already recorded everything. I'm editing things right now. I'm hoping to have that out on Tuesday the 30th. And I'll leave it at that. So a week from today, hopefully that'll be out. Gretchen has just posted some other piercing aftercare videos. Um, You just posted a video today, if I'm correct. Yes. Yes. And that video is on. It is on a specific kind of Pearson bump that usually comes up, but most people don't know how to treat it. So. Okay. So again, if you ever have questions or want information on body mods, tattoo, piercing care, check out Go Gretchen on YouTube, G-E-A-U-X, Gretchen on YouTube. So, and again, please, please, please hit us up at Rock Coliseum on the 31st. We want as many people as we can get there. That being said, I think this was a very... Good debate. Less of the yuck yucks, more of just the information and talking points, which is good. So, Gretchen, is there anything you would like to end with? Um, going to end with get the vaccine if you can, because there are those who cannot. Very fair. Very fair. So. I know two people who cannot because they are both allergic. Yes. So, if you are so. capable, please get the vaccine do it for the other people around you too so yep we'll leave it at that we'll see you guys next tuesday for the podcast and for wednesday the following wednesday for rock coliseum along with other videos coming as well thank you guys again you guys are the best if you're on twitch stay tight so we'll send a raid over to someone and i hope you guys have a fantastic week i hope to see you all soon bye everybody <laughs>